listening to the Spartan Orientation Station on Impact 89FM, the podcast by students for students. Now, this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast, the Spartan Orientation Station. As you start to arrive to MSU, you may be wondering, how can I get involved on campus outside of my classes? Today, we will answer the question and more as we discuss getting involved on campus through organizations, clubs, and more. The Office of Spartan Experiences, the campus department that works with registered student organizations and student involvement on campus, is here to talk with us about how new students can get involved on campus. My name is Ava Ignash. I'm going to be a rising senior this year majoring in international relations and political science. I am involved with Panhellenic sororities, and I'm also involved with a professional pre-law fraternity, and I have served on executive boards for both of those. Hello, my name is Andre. I'm a rising sophomore. I am a computer science major with a minor in history, and I am currently involved with the Run Club at MSU. And my name is Sav. I actually just graduated this spring. I majored in genetics and genomics, and I was involved with Impact 89 FM, the radio station on campus. I was an ex-programming assistant, um, but there's lots of opportunities here at the station. Okay, so joining us today is Lance Sharp from the Office of Spartan Experiences. Lance is the Assistant Director for Registered Student Organizations and Late Night Programming. Thank you for joining us today, Lance. Can you just begin by introducing yourself and your role at MSU? Sure. Thank you all so much for having me, first of all. Um, so, as I said, my name is Lance Sharp. I oversee all of our registered student organizations here at Michigan State. Um, so, here at Michigan State, we are lucky enough to have about 1,200 different student organizations that our students can be a part of. And so, that's where we get involved. And so, we help with making sure our student organizations are either, one, being successful, finding new members, being able to do events and coordinate all those things across campus, to even find our, helping our students find that new home. Maybe we don't have an organization that fits what you need. We'll help you start one as well. So Lance, could you tell me a bit more about what an RSO is and just define it and the different kinds of RSOs that there are on campus? Sure. So as I said, we have about 1,200 of them. So there, an RSO is a registered student organization, which basically means that they're a student organization that we know about. Um, we want to register you so that way we can help you book classrooms on campus to have your meetings, help you with financial pieces. Um, We have great partnerships with several area businesses, and so they want to help our student organizations prosper. You know, we have organizations coming from anywhere and everywhere underneath the sun, whether it's academic-focused, arts-focused, diversity and inclusion, honorary. Um, When you think of, like, Honors College, they have a ton of organizations. When you think of military, we have an Air Force ROTC and, and a Army ROTC programs that are part of us. Um, we can even have health and wellness. We have about 20 different categories. All of our hearts those fall under. Um, so like I said, if there's not one on the campus that you don't see that you, you want to be a part of, we'll help you form a new one. Awesome. So we've talked a lot about how there are all these different types of RSOs around campus. Where would I find information about joining those RSOs or what types of RSOs there are? One of the first steps we have is involve at state. So it's involve.msu.edu. Um, but one of the things we want you to do is go in there and learn how to use it. You can find organizations that are based on categories, based on interest. Um, we have all 1,200 listed out so you can kind of search through those. One of the other biggest ways is our participation, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit later, and our spring participation, which is our smaller version in the spring. Um, but one of the other things is like our groups are constantly tabling. They're out doing different events around campus. Um, any event that's hosted on our campus is also our involved state. So we have a running list of events that are constantly happening. 
we do our best to make sure that you can kind of narrow down what you're looking for, what you're involved with, um, and getting involved with those and finding out which ones you know, have time for. Are those going to fit into your schedule? Okay, so you kind of talked about that there are a ton of different types of RSOs out there, but can you just go a little bit more in depth about the different kind of RSOs? Yeah. So we have not only, like I said, 20 different organizational categories our groups can fall into, but another way to look at is the way they're affiliated with our university. Um, so we have governing groups, which is our like our associated students from Michigan State, Council of Graduate Students, Council of Medical Students, Council of Veterinary Medical Students. Um, those are more of our governing groups that somehow get funding from the university to help do programs. Then we have our fraternity and sorority life affiliated groups, which is made of our Panhellenic Interfraternity Council, Multicultural Greek Council, and our National Panhellenic Council, MPHC. Then we also have our club sports, which is kind of like our club competition teams. Um, so we have some sports groups that are, you know, maybe a club football team rather than the giant football team Michigan State has. Uh, we also have about 27 of those that go out and they're competing. And so we're constantly growing that list of student groups. Um, and then we also have our cores and cops groups, which is our, our minority, our underserved populations, and really helping them get to that, that newer experience, helping our students get involved with those pieces because a lot of times they're overlooked and we really want to make sure that they're finding that place as well. Um, so those are kind of our big buckets, if you will, for our student, or, our student organizations. Okay. Uh, Lance, can you tell me, um, is there a limit to the amount of RSOs I can join? No, but <laughs> I always like to add, like, you can be involved as many clubs and organizations as you want to be a part of. But I also remind people that you did come here to get a degree. We want you to get that and achieve that too. Um, so involvement is super important. It helps our students get involved in what state of Michigan State. But also you came for a degree, so let's make sure we get that progress going too. Um, your first year, you're going to see a ton of different clubs and organizations that you want to be a part of. Go out there and explore them. See what they're about. I would say our first-year students really get to see a lot of different clubs, try them out, try them on. Try them for the first year. Your second year is where you kind of step into more involvement pieces. And that way, you're by your sophomore, junior, senior year, you kind of are slowly dwindling down the club involvements to the ones that you're really passionate about, that you really want to be involved with. So as we're talking about like RSOs and we're finding like our passion within those RSOs, what are the benefits of being a part of those organizations? Yeah, there's a ton. Um, I'd say one of the first ones is like you, you learn more about yourself. That's one of the first things you always get to do is you find out who you're about, what you're really going to be doing. Because um, once you get into college, you know, you no longer have the seven to three, seven to four, eight to four, whatever your high school schedule was, where you're kind of, you know, the regimen you have to be in. When you get to college, you can kind of figure out who you are, what you want to be involved with. Um, you gain that sense of community by being involved in student organizations because you're finding your people outside of your classroom as well. But it also helps you develop some skill sets as well. When you think about when you want to graduate, what your next steps are, our employers want to know what you did. Our grad schools want to know what you were involved with. Um, med school is a great example, and law schools are another one, is that they want to see what makes you a well-rounded person. And so being involved in campus groups, you have a skill set that others may not have, whether it's running an organization, marketing, or talking in general to different people. That skill set's really valuable, and a lot of our employers are wanting to see that more. A lot of our uh, student groups are also very advanced in like DEIB work, which is diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Um, and so a lot of our employers nowadays want to know what you've done to see that. And so when they're looking at our students, they're seeing that they're doing things that 
15 years ago, they weren't involved with, that wasn't seen as important. And so I think a lot of those things, you get to kind of expand your resume by being involved and being able to see those things. Okay, so how can you go about joining RSOs? I know it's a hard question because they all have kind of their different recruitment tactics, but can you give us maybe a little bit of a synopsis? Sure. Uh, just show up. I'm just kidding. Um, some <laughs> of those, it is that easy. Um, so, for instance, like University Activities Board is a great one. They have weekly meetings and they have weekly events that you can get involved with. And so their involvement is just you show up, you can become a part of University Activities Board. You have formal recruitment pieces like our FSL, Fraternity Sorority Life, which is you sign up and you help learn more and more about your organization. And then you can be invited to become a member. You have some groups that will do uh, reach outs, whether it's information tables. They'll you know, take a, people applying to be a part of their groups via Involved State, all the different w- ways they want to do it. There is no right or wrong way to join an organization. Okay, so could you tell me, um, is there any point in time during the school year where I am not able to join an RSO, or can I join any time during the school year or the semester? Depends on the RSOs, basically. Um, some of them are... are Groups do have it at certain time periods where they only allow new members to join in the beginning of the fall semester. Sometimes they do fall and spring. Some groups are open year-round for uh, to be able to join. Um, it kind of depends on that organization, that group. So the best way I can tell people is that to find a group, reach out to them, and see what their recruitment is like. So let's say that I am looking for an organization to join, and I know there's a lot of them, but what if I can't find one that is really like what I'm looking for? Am I able to create my own RSO, and what would be the process of doing so if yes, I can? Yes, we love it when people start new ones. Uh, one of the first things we do is look into our archives and see, have we ever had a group exist like this that you're wanting to do? The main reason we do that is just so that way, if there's already a constitution out there from an organization prior, we can help you take it over, for lack of better terms. Um, because one of the things we need for a new RSO to form is about four people to join, an advisor, and a constitution. That's our very basic line that we need. Um, we have RSO consultants within ASMSU and my office that we really work closely with to help our groups form. Because um, we want to ask, make sure that you're thinking about things. Because last thing we want you to do is form a group and then you form it and you have no way of knowing how to run it. So we help, our, help you get some guidance, guidance going on. So the Constitution is the big one. So this just kind of outlines what the group is about. What is it that you all came together to form, um, that mission, vision, and values kind of concept. Um, and then breaking it down to what positions you want to hold, what how you want to run your operations, whether it's meetings, executive meetings only. What does it look like for you? And I think the other big one is just kind of thinking about, like, how do you replace yourself in the future? That future planning piece. So if you have a president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer, how do you elect those groups next year? Right. And you said um, advisor. What do you mean by advisor? Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. So we, every one of our organizations has a staff or faculty member who's an advisor. If your group is only for undergraduates, we can also allow a grad student to be your advisor. But the advisor is there to help understand kind of the rules and policies that the university has. Um, they're also there to help guide you, help answer questions, be that kind of coaching, mentor, overall just helping you understand how to do things. Um, Our advisors can be everywhere from hands-on to a little hands-off. And so it's what the group needs, and we help our advisors learn those roles. Yeah, so, I mean, I love my advisors for my RSOs. (laughs) But I know personally, with my experience, 
and my organizations. That's where I've made most of my friends. Like I don't know what I where I'd be without my RSOs. But in your personal opinion, would you say RSOs are important for maximizing the college experience? Yes. <clears throat> I think like when you think about your college life, you're coming here, your goal is to get a degree. And if you're only going to classes, going back home and studying, your life is a little boring. Not going to lie. Some people, it works great for them. But it's also one of the things where you can kind of see what your future may hold. Like you're able to try things out in those four to six years that you're here. Because if you're trying to figure out like, what's a passion area that I really have? Doing that self-reflection to figure out like, what's important to me? Um, a lot of our students can find those places to try those things out, like to learn more about themselves that they may not be learning in a classroom. Um, for instance, you know, I, I know you kind of said like pre-law group that you're involved with. That way you can kind of see, is law school right for me? You can have those conversations. Um, and so I think it's a great way to see who you are, see what you're about, build that new community here on campus. Because Michigan State is a large group of students. People sometimes will come here and be like, there's so many people. I don't know where to find my, my, my new friend group. A lot of times your student involvement can do that for you. Your RSOs are that new home outside of your new home. So building those connections to really figure out who you want to be. That's really funny that you say that because I am not on the pre-law track anymore because <laughs> of the experiences that I've gained from my pre-law fraternity. And totally on another note too, like, for me, joining the radio station, like radio is something I, it's not com related to my major at all. It was something completely new to me, but I was able to kind of figure out something new. I got to DJ on air, which is something I've never been able to do before. And now I know that like, oh, that's something that like I could do when I go to grad school. Like I could work at the radio station again. Like I have that experience. So not only are RSOs available for you to figure out maybe something is wrong for you, but maybe something is right for you. Something that is completely different from what you're doing. So we talked a lot about participation, this and that. You hear it everywhere. So what is participation and why is it arguably the best event on campus during the school year? <laughs> I mean, it's the best event because I put it on. But that's a whole other thing. So participation is our kickoff, one of our last final fall welcome events. It's the day before the first day of classes. We bring in about 500 of our student organizations to a giant field as well as bringing in Impact to do some DJing for us with some live music. So like so we bring in 500 groups, and we also bring in about 40 different departments on campus. Area sponsors such as MSU, FCU is there hosting things for us, helping to give away stuff to our students. Eat at State is on over there giving out food. So we'll have food options, and a lot of their vendors that they have in the Sparties markets are also going to be giving away things. So... It's a great way place to get a lot of things, but it's also a great way to meet a lot of different groups. Um, we're also dividing up into about 10 different categories throughout the campus. So we're doing like whether it's academics, STEM, um, if you're pre-professional, if you're around a culture group, we're trying to put you all together this year. So our students can come in, find those sections they want to be involved with, and then they can meet all the student organizations that are part of those. Because we'll have students out there talking about what their group is about, a lot of them will have snacks, some candy, some handouts. So make sure you're walking around getting to know people. Uh, so we're in the midst of planning all that right now. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great party for us all. Spring dissipation, which we do in the in January, is a much smaller version. It's also inside because if we did this outside, no one would come. Um, but spring dissipation will be lots of fun, and we're looking forward to having even more things out there for our students and really try to help them build those connections in a whole new way.
So with this organization, does that change up how Spartan Remix is a part of um, like the Fall Welcome as well? Or is that also still going on? We are still running Spartan Remix as always. Um, because we also recognize that some of our groups, some of our groups still host an involvement fair. But we also recognize that the purpose for them is a little different. And so we really want to support, like Spartan Remix is a great one to bring up. Because it's for our groups that are have a targeted audience that they're trying to be a part of. Um, one of the things we also really value with that group is that they're taking the time to really pull out some groups that may not get as much attention because um, we are a predominantly white institution. And so therefore, how do we make it so that that part of our campus feels that like they have the attention as well and try to bring them together? Uh, can you tell me a bit more about what Spartan Remix is and what that entails? Spartan Remix is part of uh, is brought out of our OCAT, which is our Office of Cultural and academic transitions office. Um, so they are a great partner for us to have on campus that really focuses on what our students who are not in the majority populations are can be involved with. And so this is made up of our cores and cops groups, which is our um, groups that serve our marginalized identities more than anything else. Um, so Spartan Remix is where we kind of bring those two groups together as well as our uh, Multicultural Greek Council and our National Panhellenic Council together with other sev- several other groups across campus that working with those student populations so that we can kind of help them focus on that. So that way they get, can have a space that they meet people that are coming from the same background that they have. Whereas participation and spring participation are these huge groups that where you can find multiple different types of groups. Spartan Remix allows us to kind of focus in on those populations and kind of show them those kind of ways that they can be. Thank you so much for that. Um, but do you just have any tips for students navigating participation? Because from someone who has been to participation the past two years and I went to the online participation my freshman year, it's it's a lot sometimes. And oh, yeah. it, it can get it can get overwhelming just trying to figure out where to go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to do with this categorizing idea. So when you one of the things we're gonna be seeing is our hope and goal is that we post up some new maps coming up this summer. Uh, we're in the midst of trying to plan it all out, lay it all out. Um, so that way, when you come into participation, it's not just 500 clubs and organizations. Best of luck trying to find somebody in this grid pattern we've created. So we're going to try grouping things together. And so we're actually going to be having out some volunteers. They're going to be stationed around with a list of the groups that are in their section. So that way, if you're like, I'm kind of looking for a group that's about this. So that way they can kind of do a quick little check on things. Uh, we're also going to be trying to do some things online as well, trying to do like a quick reference table of interest groups, what they're about, things like that. Uh, just one more question for me. Uh, are there any other in-person events aside from participation for students to check out the rest of the RSOs? Yeah. So one of the things we're going to try doing this year is having a few more different events throughout the time period because we've realized that a lot of times – so participation is at the beginning, so participation is in the middle, and we have nothing else going on. Um, so one of the things we're actually going to be working with some of our groups this year is forming smaller groups <laughs> for them to kind of do things. Uh, so one of the things initiatives we're trying to look into is kind of a, here's your category, here's the time period we're going to host you over in the Student Services Building, for instance, to come talk about volunteering, community service work. How do we get them to kind of have kind of a smaller tabling sessions so they can share information about community service and volunteering. Um, so we're currently working with our community engagement learning office to kind of see what we can do with those things. I would say just look around to keep your eyes out, keep your eyes out for things coming up, uh, whether it's tabling in Wells Hall, tabling in the union, 
we're having events constantly throughout the year that our groups are looking for new members and people to be involved with. Um, but I think we're also trying to do some more things like Spartan Remix or um, doing some smaller initiative programs for some of our groups that aren't able to be a part of Spartan participation or spring participation. I would start looking through those organizations starting now because though all of them are so excited to talk to you at participation. It might help. You'll just get a little bit more information if you just start looking in the summer and start that involvement in the summer earliest you can. Yes. And one suggestion I have for uh, students who might want to just look through some organizations in the beginning, look at the Involve at State Instagram account because they follow all of the a lot of the clubs. And you can see, you know, a lot of us are on social media so we're active we're posting stuff throughout the summer and you'll see that a lot of clubs are actually recruiting or just posting information so if you don't know where to start always you know look at the involve at state instagram go through who they're following and you can just go from there search some terms or just scroll through um, but on that note we have one last question for you lance what is your favorite part about working with students and being a part of the spartan family i would say one of the things to me is a spartan is always fun to work with i think our spartan community is so much so different than other communities. Um, I've had the experience to work at a few different institutions, and so I can you know, truthfully say that being part of Spartan Nation is very community-driven. Um, I think when you go out and you think, you know, you can go to the airport and you're wearing something with a Spartan helmet on, people know it, and you'll hear the go green, go white. You'll hear people acknowledge you. You'll see things. Um, I think one of the biggest things to me is working with our student population here is our students want to do more. They want to achieve more. They want to see things. And so that drive, that desire to thrive as well as something that's very unique. That Spartan spirit is so strong. Uh, even whenever, you know, our sports teams may not be the best, we're still thriving. Our Spartan nation is so strong and they are, they want to help each other out. They want to form new things. But I think it's also our students make it what it is. And so if it wasn't for those listening to really know who they are, what they want to be about and get involved, that's what shapes most of the other students' experiences. So seeing our students kind of be out there and be able to kind of see what they're doing, see what they're achieving, being what they're accomplishing is all amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Lance. It was really great sitting down and chatting with you about getting involved at Michigan State University. For the listeners out there, uh, tune in to our next episode where we're going to sit down and talk with career services. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Spartan Orientation Station on Impact 89FM. Let us know what you think by connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at MSU underscore NSO.